Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9 of the Zebra Before and After Podcast. I'm your host, Lane Ball. One thing all of you guys have said is that you just grab things from your own home, which is nice to hear, right? Because we always say to people, don't go and buy things, try to work with what you have. And obviously it takes time to build up your collection, if you want to call it, right? And and it takes time to build um, your style in your own home. It's our first interviews of our new staging contest with Jen and Amanda of the Vengeance Sisters. Today, they interview our three March winners, Amy with Panolo Designs, Shelly with Consider This Furniture, and Danielle with Hall Refined Design. You will enjoy the conversation as we learn more about the art of staging. Melissa with Belloise Homes shares her tips on removing ink marks on your furniture. Our question of the week, where do you sell most of your pieces, will be answered by our friends Lindsay with Rustic Owl Furnishings, Nicole and Sarah with Barely Vintage Restorations, Thomas with BQ Project, and Nathan with NB Restorations. Bree with Five to Love Designs gives accolades to Nikki with Pridgen's Farmhouse. Amanda with Lemon Pepper Farmhouse shares her furniture mishap in our Furniture Blooper segment. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Back in February, just after the GBAs, we began chatting with Jen and Amanda, the Vintage Sisters, about partnering to start a monthly staging contest. The furniture refinishing industry has grown tremendously over the last several years, and much of the success of an individual refinisher falls on the quality of the staging. In many ways, staging is an art in and of itself. For those that have learned the art, this contest is an opportunity to recognize extraordinary talent. If you struggle with staging, however, then this contest as well is an opportunity to learn what it takes to produce eye-catching staging that quickly sells your pieces. Jen and Amanda are two sisters who love to refinish. They are out of Saskatchewan, Canada, and one of the areas beyond refinishing they have become notable in is their staging abilities. They have won multiple awards, including the International Zebra Golden Brush Awards and our monthly zebra review contest, among others. Hello, Jen and Amanda. How are you both? We are well. How are you, Lane? I'm doing good. And, you know, I was just thinking about uh, the fact that when we have uh, you guys on the podcast, I think you said uh, you both are like 30 minutes apart from each other. And let's see now, Jen, did you drive to Amanda's? I did. Yeah. Okay. So is that always the case? You always drive to her place? Uh, we did it. Yeah, the one day we did it at our house this winter. You came out one day. Yeah. I remember. For the most part, we meet here. Kind of depends on what the schedule is like. Like if Jen needs to come in um, for something, or if we need to get some work done out at her house. But it seems to kind of work out that generally yeah. we're, we're in the city um, at my house. Jen usually comes in. Yeah, I usually have appointments on. Like Wednesday is my day off from work, so then um, I I come into the city for the rest of the week, like for work anyway. Gotcha. So. Yeah, that's well, my well, usual traveling. Well, Amanda, are you going to feed Jen lunch today? Oh, I usually have some treats or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't actually have anything today. I'm trying Mm-mm. to think. <laughs> Maybe. I'll see. I'll see what I can, you know, scrounge from my fridge. But no, I don't think I actually have anything decent. Jen, I hope you brought uh, lunch. <laughs> Just coffee. Lots of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's eight thirty here, so we're still coffee mode, right? We're oh, that's enjoying right. our that's coffee. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. See, we're already heading uh, close to 11 our time. Yeah. And that means lunch is not too far away. So here I am already thinking about lunch. Good grief. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah, this is a pretty exciting podcast because this is the debut of our first Zebra Staging Monthly Contest interview of our first ever winners. And mm -hmm. I'm going to announce our winners. Our winners are first place, Amy of Panolo Designs, second place, Shelly of Consider This Furniture, and third place, Danielle of Hall Refined Design. Man, you guys did a phenomenal job. Congratulations, all three of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, even though this staging contest is all about acknowledging great staging among our furniture refinishers, it really is a tremendous benefit to anyone interested in home design and decor as well. There are home stagers and there are furniture stagers, and the talent is virtually the same. Would you guys agree with that? I think so. It's essentially, yeah, the same thing, trying to showcase show showcase something um make it pop make it flow nicely so yeah i think of course it's going to probably um be the same you know steps if you think about it or the same mindset when um you know depending on what you're staging maybe maybe we call it um home staging is macro staging and furniture staging is micro staging because it's you know so <laughs> come up with some yeah. new terms there so so my question to all of you is are your homes staged as well as your furniture pieces that you show us on uh, instagram no kind of is <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Now, was that uh, Shelly? Yes, yes. Uh, so yours is, wow, that's impressive. Well, that's cool. You're very consistent then. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we jump into the discussion of your staging uh, winning pieces, I want to get a weather report. Uh, Jen and Amanda, tell us what's going on up in the northern, northern, uh, northwest, <laughs> if you will. Well, the sun is shining today. We're going to have a nice spring day. I think we're mid-20s today, and that's in Celsius. Um, so it's, yeah, spring is finally approaching. Jenny said she still has a little bit of snow at her farm. But I think we can finally get to the point where I can wash off the patio and get it set up for summer. So that's a positive. Well, we're, we're very happy for you guys because uh, your winters tend to be very long. It makes you feel bad when you're enjoying beautiful weather and then we hear like, oh, we're still in snow, still cold, <laughs> still wearing winter clothes. So yeah, happy, no, happy I've officially it. packed up the winter jackets and boots, so. Oh, cool deal. Uh, Danielle, you are in uh, Vermont? I am, yes. It's a... Uh... It's mid-40s and pretty cloudy, has been for the past week or so, but I think tomorrow we might be rounding a corner and getting some sun. Oh, good, good. Now, if it's been that cold, uh, you probably, do you see any buds at all coming out on the trees, or is it still too early? A little bit on the trees, yeah, and we actually, we moved into our house about 10 years ago, and the previous owners, I guess they planted a little heart shape of crocuses in our front yard, so that's always the the first sign of spring. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a fun way to welcome spring. But we had, yeah, we've had a couple 80 degree days and then went right back to feeling like winter again. So I'm ready. You got that spring tease, didn't you? <laughs> got you yes. All excited. 
Shelly, you're in New York. So what's going on in New York weather-wise? Well, this week has been, well, they forecasted rain every day, and it's been cool and rainy. But I was just out uh, walking with a friend, and the sun's peeking through, and it really hasn't as it hasn't been as bad as they said it was going to be all week. So um, that's been good, and it is getting better this weekend. Good, good deal. Yeah, I always love it when you expect it to going to be cloudy and gloomy, and then the next thing you know, the sun peeks out and it warms up. That's always a nice surprise. Okay, Amy, you're in cold country too, so what's going on in Minnesota? Um, finally, we have spring showing up this week. So after a long winter and a lot of snow, <laughs> um, we are seeing signs of spring this week. So we are um, to be right near 70 today, and it's sunny, and the, tr- the leaves on the trees are just starting to come out. There's a light shade of green everywhere that we're looking, so those buds are starting to open this week, so that's good. So I think we're in the clear, finally. Yeah, at least at least it sounds at least everybody's giving a positive report. That makes me feel better. That means I can I can enjoy the uh, I mean, I honestly I'm looking out the window and all the trees are fully loaded with leaves. Uh the sun is shining on them, but the only difference is is that it's uh at least, you know, going all the way with the the, the beautiful spring. It is a little cool. It's been very windy too the last few days. It's been like like sometimes up to 45 mile an hour gust, uh, gusts of wind. So um not sure what that's why. I guess that's the blowing in of spring, right? <laughs> so, so maybe after this, it'll, it'll warm back up. Well, Jenna and Amanda have questions for each of you. So I'm going to turn it over to them. And then I may have a few questions for you guys at the end of the show. Go ahead, Jenna and Amanda. Okay. Well, uh, let's start Amy with you. Um, So basically, your piece was one uh, that stopped us in our tracks while scrolling. Okay, so it just really, it really popped. Um, Obviously, the dresser is beautiful. The color you chose for it is gorgeous. Um, And then, uh, you know, the piece, the picture was nice and straight. Um, That's what we always seem to, you know, that's one of the things we always look for and it was nice and straight and your lighting was very pretty as well. And I just love the, the layering effect of your pieces on top of the dresser that I really liked. And just the pops of other green in the photo too. Um, the tying in of the wood chair with the wood top that just all pulled together really nicely and just it looked overall it just looked so professional it just even oh my gosh. I, just, I was telling Manda when I got here um I saw you posted a sneak peek it was a different I think it was from the top shot um or maybe it was the corner of it but I have to I look think back. it was the corner I, yeah, and, I just pulled it up right now. Yeah. yeah it's the corner shot. And I just couldn't wait to see it. I screenshotted it and I was like, I hope she enters. And I don't <laughs> like, I just, uh, I could already tell I was going to love that photo. So like no critiquing on my side. Like it just, I just love everything about it. And I love the barn in the picture too. Oh yes. <laughs> the barn picture. Yeah. 
So yeah, just everything that Jen said, we, those were our, our main points. Very professional. Um, the layering is so pretty. Um, and I think, and, and we'll talk about this on every piece, but we really like when you pull, like when you, so you have the color of your piece or the wood piece, and then you add it in some other element. It just makes the piece flow so that it's like you have that nice wood chair that matches so nice with your wood top. Do you know, see what I'm saying? So yep. it just, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just, it's, it flow. It just makes everything blend, I should say, um, so nicely. So those were why we chose you um, as our winner. And then for, so we have some questions. So first sure. of all, is, is this a staging wall or is this just a spot in your home? It is a staging wall. So that is phenomenal. <laughs> like I was saying to Jen, I just, I built it over the winter a friend of mine came over and helped me because I my other one was falling down and I just needed a new staging wall. So during the months of November, December, and January, um, we built that wall. It's beautiful. It looks like it's in your home. And so then is this in like your garage or something? And you open it's in the my garage. garage. Yeah, because oh, you can wow. see how it's like looks like the same sort of setup. Yeah, you open your garage door and you have all that nice natural light shining from the side. All the natural light comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're very envious of all three of your staging walls, uh, because they're all so nice, um, such nice spots. And we have, we have a lot of work to do for our staging wall <laughs> compared to you guys. Um, so anyways, okay. So basically, why don't you just take us through your staging process and did you have any inspiration, um, for this piece and how you wanted to stage it? Did you have any difficulties or struggles while while you were staging? Um, I think with this piece, everything that I staged it with, I already had on hand. And so when I was painting the piece and I knew the color, I was already thinking about like, okay, I have this down in the basement that I could put with it to stage. And I have, I had the chair. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so... And then I just wasn't sure with the greenery if it was too much green or if I needed a pop of color, if it was just if it was looking just a little too boring having all the greenery and the green chest and then the <laughs> the brown chair. We think it looks nice. Okay. Because I sat and debated like, oh, I wonder if this is just too almost monochromatic that I should have a pop of color. But when I put it together, I liked it. And I Mm -hmm. took my initial pictures and then went back and looked at the pictures and thought, I do like it. You know, even though there's no pop of color, um, I was going to make the chest then be the pop of color, basically. Exactly. And then play off off the green with the greenery that's sitting on top. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the chair was sitting there like, okay, I need something on that chair. And I had Mm -hmm. um, the blanket in my living room. And I just, and it's kind of a leopard print blanket. And I thought, well, the leopard print gives a little bit more of a, like, I don't want to say a modern vibe because everything Mm -hmm. here is so more vintage with the chest. But I thought it brought just a little bit more, like... 2023 to the picture yeah you can't even really tell that it's leopard until you actually look really close, close. to it yeah. yeah until you said and, that i didn't think it. i, I was, even noticed it yeah. i just thought it looked kind of crocheted but it it to me i'm looking at it right now and it looks like the barn is like yeah it's got same. that similar um grays as the barn yeah as mm-hmm. the red kind of yeah thing. yeah so then I quick threw the the blanket over the chair just to add a little something there too. And 
took my pictures and I liked it. And so I just kept taking pictures and said, this is how it's going to be staged. <laughs> That's kind of my process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it looks good. And, and actually one more thing too, is also you can tell the frame, the, the, the one at the very back has a similar metal look to the hardware. To the hardware. Right? So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that also really makes, you know, it blend nice and yeah, it's very, very nice and professionally done. Thank you. That is very nice of you to say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else you have to tell us about staging of this dresser? Um, No, this, you know, like I said, this one came pretty easy to me to stage some, they don't always come this easy, but this one was an easier one for me this time. Like I said, I, I had an idea of things I already owned that I thought would complement it very well. And sometimes I don't have that. So, um, I'd say Jen and I are like that too. As we're working on a piece, we start visualizing from the very beginning as to mm-hmm. how we want to stage a piece. And we already kind of usually have an idea before our piece is even finished as to, you know, what we want to do with it. So that's nice mm-hmm. to hear. I like that. Good. Thank you. Okay. Um, Shelly. Hi, Jenny, you want to start? Sure. I don't know where to start with this one because it's just, I mean, I, I really love everything about this too. I mean, Amanda and I both really like really old pieces. So that obviously is um, just striking the, the piece itself. The desk is just so striking. Um, I loved the neutral um, aspects in this, the wood and the little bit of greenery and just tying and having the tulips on the top and down below. And I I love the lighting. I love the reflection of the wood grain inside of the piece. Like sometimes you can't see inside and you want to not see that part when you're taking the photo sometime. But I really loved seeing it. Like I want to see right in there on this piece. Like I just really liked seeing that. And I can, I love the, it looks like you have like a planner there maybe. And um, I was trying to figure out what that bucket is down below. What else? We talked about your staging wall, Amanda, and I were just discussing if it was um, what it was made out of. It adds that little bit of texture, but it's not too much for this piece. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that texture. It's just very, it's it's nice and neutral, but just having that texture just adds that extra element to your piece. Like it just works really well with, with your, with your furniture. So we thought that was really cool. Is that a staging wall or is that part of your home? Well, it is a, a staging wall that um, I have a room that I use as my studio in my house. And um, it's a small room between like the first floor and the basement. So it's ground level and there's some windows. And that wall is um, in there. And I painted it uh, maybe a year or so ago. And I textured it and I used raised stencil and added some stamps, but I just wanted to make it me. I wanted to make it very neutral. So all the colors are um, kind of tone on tone. Yeah. You can see, I guess when you look really close, you can see a little bit of a difference in the color and you can see some of the writing and, and whatnot, but yeah, we thought that was really cool. Thank you. That's very unique to you too. That's very cool. Cause I won't forget that now that you've said what you did to it, yeah. you know, it's not just like a wallpaper. It's very, that's really cool. Oh, thank you. 
so yeah, we just thought your picture had a really nice flow to it. Same thing, the photo's nice and straight, your lighting's really pretty, and you just kept it neutral with adding extra wood tones, but when in a different shade. And then your pops are just like that natural green, which I feel like you can never go wrong with actually with actual greenery, right? Um so yeah, like Jenny said, love the tulips. We think everything flows so nice. Being able to see that wood grain at, at um, the back of the desk is so beautiful. Jen and I love wood grain. So the more you can see or the more you can showcase it, you know, we just love. Yeah, I think that was it. We just thought it flowed so nice. So yeah, why don't you walk us through your staging process? And did you have inspiration from something else on how to style this? And did you have any struggles with it? Okay. Um, my process, I usually do the same thing um, every week. I stage my pieces three different ways. And because I want people to consider all the possibilities in terms of okay. how it can fit in different homes and decor styles. Mm -hmm. And I do something on Facebook, which I've done for several years now and it's called pick your fave Friday and oh, I'll post cool. the piece. Yeah. It's super fun. And it, uh, it puts me in touch with, it started during COVID and it, uh, it was just a great thing. Cause every morning I have my coffee and I felt like I had my world of friends out there that would comment and, you know, mm -hmm. it just, you know, keep me in touch with people and I've continued with it. So I try to do that on, I do it on Fridays. Um, and then, uh, so from that, I take all the results and that's what I usually post on Instagram, um, on a Monday. Uh, oh. so it's super fun and yeah, I enjoy it. Um, so for this one specifically, I did some photos with the door open, with the door closed. Um, I usually gather things from all over my house and I'll kind of line them up and start with a few pictures and view it through the camera, view it, you know, from the picture and get a sense is what I need to take out, what I need to move, yes. how I need to collect things or group things in small little groupings or balance the pops of color. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always try to grab things that complement, obviously, the color of the piece or the wood tones of the piece, the hardware. Uh, this one, I have the gold beads hanging and Mm -hmm. The hardware is gold, so I try to yeah. pick that up. We uh, noticed that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it definitely is a process for me, and I absolutely love it. I love my uh, staging days. Oh, well, that's good, because, I mean, obviously, that's a lot of extra work, right, If to stage something three different ways, take photos of all those different um, ideas, and, and then edit them and whatnot. So good for you. Thank you. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And that's probably the biggest challenge is when I have to clean it all up <laughs> yeah. and put everything Isn't back. My house is ripped apart. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah, because unless you know exactly what you're wanting to do, yes, it is a process of putting things on, taking them off, and then, yeah, having to, to haul everything back in your house afterwards. So, yeah, for sure. Very, very time consuming. Okay. Well, absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, Shelly. Thank you. Okay. So Danielle. Okay. Well, first of all, we can say 
that these little Martha Washington sewing cabinets are absolute favorite. <laughs> so that caught our attention right away. They are hard to find in our area. Jen and I have found three, like all of the years that we've been doing this, we have only found three. The very first one we did, um, I did and I kept it and probably will never part with it. And so many people want it. So definitely that caught our attention um, to start. And your picture is very straight, which we love. And same thing, very great lighting. Yeah. Um, we loved the banister in there. And then looking back at your, some of your other photos, we saw that it was in um, some of them too. And we just really like that little bit in the corner. It just adds that extra bit to the frame. Um, the chair ties so nice in there. And the colors, like, I mean, the legs, the hardware, the Crocs, everything. It just, um, again, very neutral. Not that you always have to be, but we're, we seem to have a theme today of like the three, <laughs> I said to Amanda before, I'm like, Oh, I sound so typecast. Everything we picked has a chair in the corner and um, <laughs> like we're going for the same things. So, but um, I don't know. They just, they're all so pretty. It's not like all three, you know, we didn't choose three specific different things on purpose. It was just like three gorgeous styled photos, you know? Well, um, and I think though, like having said that though, is because you guys all, are kind of playing on the same sort of thing is that the flow of the picture. So everything is flowing nice where like, like Jen said, you got your vases and your crock that have that dark, same darkness as the knobs and the legs. So that helps flow. Then you have the banister, um, your basket, the books you turned the opposite way so we can see the brown on them and then the chair. So then that's flowing together. So I mean, you know, we're saying some of the same things for all of you. They're all different pictures, but at the same time, you guys all have that same idea as to how to make a picture actually work well. Yeah, we're kind of saying the same sort of things, but that's not a bad thing, right? It's mm -hmm. you, guys, you guys have it figured out is, yeah. what, I'm, is what I'm saying, I guess. Um, and then what I did really like about this picture, too, is that you did not center your cabinet. So I like to do that all the time, too, with our pictures, um, they don't necessarily have to be centered perfectly, um, put them off to the side. And then you made all of your props fill in those areas perfectly. And so it just looks so professional. Like it just, this, this looks like it could be in a magazine for sure. <laughs> Loved it. Well, thank you. Thanks. This, we could tell this is a part of your house, right? When you're looking at other pictures. It is. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the winter, I, I use this wall mostly. Um, oh, okay. In the summer, I, I created a staging wall in my garage and that just created the, the best natural light. And it was so easy every time. But it, unfortunately, we have long winters here in Vermont, too. So, yes. OK, well, <laughs> we're interested to see then your summer photos because that yeah. will be some type of it. Yeah. Um, OK, so same as the other ladies, take us through your staging process and um, you know, did, were you inspired by something and did you have any struggles while you were, while you were styling this piece? Well, going back to what you were saying about how it's not centered, I'm, I'm very symmetrical in, in everything. So it was a little hard at first, but because it's a side table, oh, okay. single kind of side table, 
I didn't feel like it, you know, it it could be in the center. It needed something to kind of offset it. So Mm -hmm. that was, you know, a little out of my element, I guess. But um, once I figured out to put a chair next to it to kind of, you know, because I do a lot of dressers and you can kind of get an idea of how big a dresser is. But people who maybe haven't seen these Martha Washingtons don't necessarily know how big they are. So I... I chose to put a chair next to it for kind of for that reference um, mm-hmm. of size. But yeah, basically it's, it's, it's starting to come a little more naturally to me. I think um, as I go walk around my house and grab thing, an armful of props to use, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think of the, you know, the so-called rules of threes and fives to group things in that. And, mm-hmm. and you know, a, a mixture of textures that, um, and, and size of things, like I said, like the taller flowers, they're not super tall, but it's a small piece. I didn't want it too tall um, next to the smaller ones. And, and kind of, I don't know, I see lots of triangles in my photo. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of what I go for. I triangles and textures and, um, and yeah, kind of, I like to always have some kind of wood element if it's not on the actual piece of furniture, then, Mm -hmm. then I tend to use that hanging the basket um I don't have I went back and looked at my profile actually recently and, and you know the grid and the last three posts I've made have the same old map <laughs> so clearly <laughs> I need to find some more wall hanging things but they're, they're like my go-tos because it's a nice wood frame or like this mm-hmm. wood basket so yeah mm-hmm. okay well thank you very much yeah. I mean I think for all of the pieces um, like we said, they're all beautiful. They all flow so nicely. One thing all of you guys have said is that you just grab things from your own home, mm-hmm. which is nice to hear, right? Because we always say to people, don't go out and buy things, try to work with what you have. And obviously it takes time to build up your collection if you want to call it right. And, and it takes time to build, um, your style in your own home. So, it's nice to hear that you guys are pulling from your own personal style in your own homes. It shows um, things just look really natural in, in your pictures. Hi, my name is Lisa with Ivy Lane Interiors, and this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. I love my zebra brush. It's hard to describe which one is my favorite because I love the fan brush to do paint washes. I love the round and the square to get into all the little corners. And the Palm Pro is pretty amazing to do pretty much anything, top coats to just general painting. So I love my zebra paint brushes. Thank you, Lisa, for your kind words about zebra paint brushes. We are grateful for every loyal zebra paintbrush friend. Do you guys find staging easy? And have you always found staging to be easy? And I'll start with Amy. No, it's not always easy. Like I said earlier, some pieces come easier than others. Um, Recently, like at the same time I was working on this green chest, I was working on a bar cart or like a tea cart. And I must have staged that bar cart slash tea cart. I don't know how many times. (laughs) And that came very difficult to me where there was one point where I was just in tears because I could not get the staging right on that piece. And finally I got it to a point where I thought, okay, it's good enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, it just depends on upon the piece. I mean, some of them right away, I see the piece and I'm putting paint on and I know exactly what I want to do. And then some of them I'm working on them and I'm sitting there like, I have no clue how I'm going to stage this. So that's, that's really that's insightful. Yeah, that's insightful, Amy. So my question to you then is this, like on this green dresser, is mm-hmm. this a piece that you would have, did you sell this piece? Yes, I did. Okay. Is this a piece that you would have wanted in your own home? I mean, like you were like. Absolutely. Yeah. If if I had a place for it and if the color worked in a room of my home, I would have loved to have kept it. But what about like these pieces that you say are a little harder to stage? I'm just wondering if there's a connection between like really like it's 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 a piece that's you, it's your style, it's like, you know, it says Amy all over it. Because not every piece that you do, right, as a refinisher is always going to be one that you necessarily want to keep. You love it, you you do a great job with it, but it's not really your style. I'm just wondering if there's some correlations there between like like this dresser that you love and it was easy to stage it. Whereas like maybe the bar card, it was like, uh, you know, I love it. It's a great piece, but not really me. So it's harder to stage it. Um, I don't think so because I, I'm going through my, my, my pieces right now. And I'm looking at other ones that I struggled with that I absolutely just loved. Um, but sat there like, I don't even know how to stage this piece. Um, so I think a lot of times it depends just on the piece itself. I don't know. And maybe the color that I chose for it, where then, you know, or the size of the piece. Yeah. Then sometimes I struggle, like, if it's a small little table, like, how much is too much with staging or how little is too little on a piece um, when staging. So, yeah, it, it just depends. I think for me, it just depends upon the piece. Gotcha. Shelly, what about you? Is, is staging easy and has it always been easy? Uh, I really enjoy it. And um, I've always had a love for interior decorating and, and design. And so it is somewhat easy. Um, it's my favorite part of the process to like put it all together once the piece is finished and dress it all up. Uh, so for me, it's really fun. Yeah, well, that's good. Obviously, it's evident uh, in your work as well. What about you, Danielle? Is it uh, easy? Always been easy? No, I would I would say it's <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> um, but going back to what you said, I think a lot of the pieces that I do are pieces that I would keep in my home, and I do find those a little bit easier. Um, I'm just looking through my page now, and you know that I. I don't have mid-century modern type pieces in my home. And those are definitely the ones I struggle with more. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one in particular, a gray dresser a while ago. I, <laughs> I just got so frustrated. I ended up putting everything back and I went to the store and I kind of used the shelves in there and I staged up, you know, a design, a plan, bought them, brought them home, hid the tags, took the pictures and returned it all because <laughs> I just felt like nothing in my home went with the piece. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened before with other oh, yeah. Every, everyone has done that at some point for sure we have done that as well yeah. I, I guess the challenge there is making sure you don't buy them from the same store I mean yeah. be like, okay Danielle's coming back again I don't know what that woman is doing but she is bringing it. <laughs> you really can't Unless make up her mind <laughs> 
Yeah, that's interesting. It's funny. Everybody comes from a different perspective. And so um, your challenges and the ease of staging is always going to be different. But I think the, the cool thing that comes out of that is that it can be learned. And that's, you know, part of the part of the aspect of this. And because uh, Jen and Amanda, you guys touched on this when you evaluated all three pieces. Um, it's how things balanced uh, mm-hmm. uh, one another so well. And I, I don't even know, you know, I wonder if you guys find the same thing, like after you've done it and you're like, oh my gosh, that frame is the same as the hardware. And because things are happening subliminally in your mind as an artist. <clears throat> so you're, you're pulling in like a chair to match the, the top or, you know, maybe the, like the, like on yours, Shelly with the tulips, you've got the tulips at the bottom, got them at the top. It's a diagonal. Um, and then that corner part of your uh, banister, Danielle, and how the wood balances. I mean, it's just, it's neat how everything is so balanced. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what, for sure, on all three of these pieces. It just, everything balanced nice. It flowed nice. Um, yeah, it, they just all worked so well. They all looked very professional, all three. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have um, any tips you know, other than what's been mentioned that, that you have found to be really helpful for you. Uh, and it, it could be like a technical tip or maybe just the way you go about doing the staging that you found that like that really helps you to, to stage effectively. And I'm just opening that up to anybody really. Um, well, one of my favorite, and I've talked about this on here numerous times, my favorite step, my first step is always taking a picture of the piece with nothing else in the frame. Um, and then I, then from that is how I decide how I want the actual piece of furniture to sit in the frame. Do I want it to be centered? Do I want it to be off centered? And then, so I, once I figure that out, then I will kind of edit it to where I want it to sit. And that's how I build my props around it to fill in the frame so i don't ever start filling the the or sorry the wall the the dresser whatever it is i don't start putting props on it automatically i i i definitely take those few initial shots and get it where i want in the frame and then build around i do the same thing i take a picture as well and more so to then get a sense as to what things might complement the piece and what I want to pull out to stage with it. So I run around and look at the picture. I'm like, oh, this would be great. And here's some greenery. And um, here's the same wood tone and things like that. And it helps with size. Like it helps for you to figure out what size of props you need. Um, So if you need height on top of your piece, um, then you know exactly how much height you need in that frame or if, you know, how much width you need on the side. So it just, it helps me figure out the size of the props. And I think I'm the opposite of that. (laughs) 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 Because I always put my piece out and I immediately put things on it. And then I'll take those first few photos and then look Mm -hmm. and see what I have. And then decide like, okay, this is too short. I need more height, switch that out or okay. Um, I need to play up the metal of the hardware. So let's add this. So I kind of maybe start the opposite where I kind of put things there to start with. And then looking at the initial photo, then I delete and add Mm -hmm. a bunch of times until then the, till the photo looks like perfect. That's it. That's, that's my money shot. So that's kind of what I do. 
Yeah, I agree. And we take a lot of pictures throughout the process as well, too. Um, taking a few pictures and looking at it. Okay, no, I don't. Because when you look at your dressers, like say you have your vases or your frames on there and you think it looks good the way you have it, but then you go and you take your picture and then you critique your picture and you're like, oh no, actually that should move around, you know, move mm -hmm. over or something. So yeah, we do a lot of that too during um, taking a lot of pictures, looking at it and then moving things around for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I do that same, uh, even with the house, anytime I decorate or stage a piece, you have to look at it through a picture and then you really see, oh, this needs to be tweaked or this needs to be moved or gather these together. Um, one question Jenny just thought of too here that we forgot to touch on is we didn't talk about filters or the cameras that you're using and the editing apps which is a big, pro <laughs> big, <laughs> a big process. So um, do you guys want to just tell us how do you filter your pictures significantly? What's what cameras are you using? Are you just using your iPhones and, and are you using any sort of specific editing app? Um, for me, I I'm using my iPhone and the only two apps I use, I use Pixlr to add my logo to my photos and then I will use Lightroom depending upon my lighting that day. I really okay. like for me, I love to shoot my pictures on a bright cloudy day. That's where I feel like I get my best light, where I get that nice white light is a is a bright cloudy day. But there are days where it'll be sunny, really sunny, which is great. But then that usually gives my photos a yellow cast. So 100%. Then I'll go yeah. So then I'll go into Lightroom to get rid of the yellow cast so that I can get the true colors. Um, so I get my, my favorite too is Lightroom and then Pixlr I use to add my, my logo. Yeah. Okay. I use um, my iPhone as well. And um, then I use iWatermark to add in my logo. Mm -hmm. And I don't use any filters. Um, I do, you know, crop the, the pictures afterwards. And sometimes one of my challenges of staging is I have these vents and a outlet and uh, I try to cover them up. But because um, the, the app that I will use is retouch um, to erase the outlet, but it, it never erases my vents well because it'll pick up the carpet or whatever rug I lay down for the staging. Yeah. And then that's going up the wall. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's always a challenge. But uh, yeah, those are the, the only two things I use. Yeah, I, I also just use my phone. Um, I put it in portrait mode most of the time um, mm -hmm. and then edit with Snapseed. And that's pretty much just to... I have repainted that wall to be a little lighter, but I find that it can still be a little lighter and brighter depending on the sun that day. So I, I use Snapseed to, to edit that. And there are certain colors like uh, the green piece that I did recently. It, it's, it's hard to photograph and get the accurate color. So while I don't like to mess with the actual piece too much, sometimes it doesn't look accurate. So I'll change it to where, you know, just, mm -hmm. just enough to, so it looks like what I'm looking at in real life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
okay. Well, that's still good to know. One, because Jen and I, same thing, we use our iPhones. Um, that seems to be, I think, the norm for most people. And I love that you guys don't filter your pictures as much. I think it's just like that general consensus of try to use natural light as much as possible. That's what we do. Um, and yes, it has, it's very particular because if like, if you have a sunny day, yeah, you're going to get a yellow. If it's really cloudy, I feel like it's kind of gray blue. Um, so you really have to figure out, uh, what time of day I find is kind of going to have kind of your best lighting. Um, and it's taken time for us to figure that out. Um, but then once you kind of have that figured out, then it's, it's easier, right? Then you kind of have your lighting nailed down. And I'm a strong believer in not adding filters. If you can use your natural light, you're going to get a beautiful picture. And I just, I don't agree with over filtering your pictures, especially if you're selling your piece, right? Cause you need to portray oh, exactly. it as accurately yeah. as possible for your, for your buyers. So it's nice to hear that you guys are all kind of have the same um, idea of that. And so that's nice to, nice to hear. Well, this has really been a lot of fun, and I think, and well, not I think, I know very insightful for our listeners. You know, the goal with this, as mentioned earlier, is to not only recognize excellent staging, but also to provide help and guidance to those that don't feel like they have grass staging. Maybe they're struggling. <laughs> and also to challenge everyone to excel still more. Congratulations again, Amy, Shelley, and Danielle. Your pieces and how they were staged were all stunning. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And I just want to add one more thing. Um, obviously, thank you so much, ladies, for, for being a part of this. And I am going to say, I'm going to be completely honest, you have inspired me to to up up, up my game for our staging wall. Um, <laughs> we we have very cold climates. And so, and we both, gen and I both work out of our shops, our garages, right? And so my, my staging wall that we take most of our photos on is a wall in my garage. It's a neutral color at least. Um, but I feel like I, I need to add something. I need to add some texture. I need to, to up my game because seeing your guys's, um, staging walls are just, just, I love them. We love them. And, um, and so, yeah, you've inspired me to do something now that it's warm out and I can actually be working in my garage a little bit more. And so I got to think of something creative to, to do here. Fun. I can't wait to see what you do. A lot of inspiring going on. <laughs> That's good, good deal. <laughs> well, and I, I can't close out this uh, show without saying thank you to Jen and Amanda. You guys do a phenomenal job in staging yourselves, which is why uh, we have linked up to, uh, to have this contest. And I would just say until next time, have fun refinishing and staging, you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Lane. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. This week's refinishing tip comes from Melissa with Belloise Home. Hi, friends. This is Melissa at Belloise Home. You can find me on Instagram at B-E-L-L-E Louise Home. My refinishing tip today deals with ink. If you have marker or ink marks on an existing top coat, you can lightly remove those with a magic eraser. But if you have an ink stain that is soaked down into the wood, you can make a paste of baking soda and water, apply that to the stain, and wait about 10 minutes. The paste will start to pull the ink out of the wood. It may take several applications to remove the stain or lighten it enough to make it manageable. I hope this helps. Thank you, Zebra, for reaching out to me and have a wonderful week. Thanks, Melissa. There are so many secrets in the industry that make a difference in the process. Thanks for sharing.
Our question of the week, where do you sell most of your pieces, is answered by our friends Lindsay with Rustic Owl Furnishings, Nicole and Sarah with Barely Vintage Restorations, Thomas with BQ Project, and Nathan with NB Restorations. Hi everybody, Lindsay here from Rustic Owl Furnishings, and I sell most of my pieces in a higher-end store. It's called Midwest Mercantile in Fenton, Michigan. I can sell anywhere from five to 20 pieces a month there. That's why if you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I post tons of furniture a month. I just gotta keep up with the demand. It's an amazing store. It houses tons of other small business owners. Their decorating and open floor plan definitely contributes to sales in my opinion. It's not your typical booth space. So everybody doesn't have their own personal space. Everybody's handmade goods and furniture are evenly distributed throughout the 11,000 square foot building. It's a gorgeous store. I also sell pieces from my home and I also do custom work for clients. I joined Midwest Mercantile over a year ago now and it allowed me to pursue my passion for furniture refinishing full time while being more readily available for my family and my kids and I just would not trade it for anything. Hello, I'm Nicole. And I'm Sarah. And we are Barely Vintage Restorations. A little background on Barely Vintage. We are two besties that work full-time in the medical field, also full-time wives and moms. For the past five years, we've used furniture restoration as our therapy and creative outlet. We each have our own style and flair. As far as selling our pieces, word of mouth has been great for us. We also look to Facebook, Instagram, and the Marketplace. So if you were to purchase one of our pieces, you'd be picking up from one of our private residents. Please make sure to like and follow Barely Vintage Restorations. Hello all. I'm Fenya Harizona speaking on behalf of Thomas Garipis, the owner of the BQ Project brand. We are located in Thessaloniki in northern Greece. You can find us under our Instagram account, BQ Project. You can get there a taste of our work and find our contact information. We sell most of our pieces within Greece, but recently people from other European countries and from the UK showed interest in our projects, so we have also started selling there. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Nathan Bridges from Envy Restorations and the places where I sell most of my furniture is usually Facebook. Once in a great while I'll um, sell something through Instagram, but um, selling through Facebook is really where it's at for me. So like I'll post it on of course my business page, have good pictures, description, point out some of the unique features to it, and then I usually have them pick it up here at my shop or for an additional price i'll either meet them somewhere closer to them or drop it off at their house i have had a few people um ask in the past about shipping um that's not something i currently offer but if they wanted to set it up themselves i'm totally fine with it because i don't want all that responsibility on me in case you know any accidents happen while it's being shipped so I try to stay away from shipping on my end. I also um, list my pieces on Facebook Marketplace. I try to stay away from like local yard sale groups just because I feel like that cheapens my product. You know, when people see something like that on a yard sale group, they just assume that they can, you know, get it for a lower price. 
Um, so I try to stay away from that. Another thing I've tried in the past is like selling through a boutique home store. It's like a store that sells home decor, furniture, and all that kind of stuff. And I did that for a few months and it did okay. But really I found that just selling through Facebook and people seeing pictures online and stuff, it's just been way better for me. And they'll come here to my shop and see it in person. So yeah, it just works better for me. Thanks, Lindsay, Nicole, Sarah, Thomas, and Nathan. Welcome to our newer podcast segment called Furniture Bloopers. How many of you think you are the only ones that make errors or gaffes in your refinishing process? Maybe you had an incident that occurred with a client that you were terribly embarrassed about. Well, you aren't the only one. Everyone makes mistakes and we all learn from them, don't we? Hearing of others' mishaps actually encourages us. It reminds us that we are not alone. Yes, we all make them and it's okay. Life is too short. We can look back at these bloopers knowing that it wasn't great at the time, but you probably won't do it again. And this is one more way we can glean from one another. And you know how it is often days and weeks after it happens. It's not as big of a deal as it was at the time. It's actually one of those stories you tell later and may bring a chuckle or two, but ultimately you really do move on. Today's furniture blooper is shared by our good friend Amanda with Lemon Pepper Farmhouse. Hey everybody, this is Amanda over at Lemon Pepper Farmhouse. My blooper happened fairly recently. I was working on an old dresser with a worn out drawer. I built a mold and started layering Bondo so that the drawer would once again slide evenly in and out. I patiently layered the Bondo, let it dry, layered the Bondo again, let it dry. And after maybe about four layers and everything being dry, I confidently took my mold off only to have the entire Bondo creation come off with it. I was so frustrated. But it was then that I received about probably 30 kind messages telling me to put little nails into my drawer first and let the Bondo attach to that. So lesson learned. Um, this is truly the best community to have a blooper happen to you because everyone is so incredibly helpful. So there it is, my blooper. I hope you guys all have a great day. Amanda, a hard lesson to learn, but so glad the community rallied around you and gave you a solution. You are right. This truly is the best community to have a blooper happen to. Thanks for sharing, Amanda. If you have a furniture blooper that you wouldn't mind sharing on the podcast, please reach out to us. You don't know how your mistake may be quite instrumental in keeping others from making the same one. Email me at laneball at enjoyzebra.com and make sure you spell zebra with an I. Accolades is defined as an acknowledgement of merit. Welcome to our podcast segment called, well, Accolades. We wanted to give refinishers the opportunity to give accolades to their fellow refinishers that they admire for their extraordinary refinishing skills and hard work. This week's accolades are given by Bree with 5 to Love Designs. Hi everyone, I'm Bree with 5 to Love Designs and I would love to give my thumbs up and accolades to Nikki over at Pridgen's Farmhouse. I feel like she deserves recognition for her stunning modern farmhouse style and her willingness to try something new and to bring you right along with her as she does it. 
Her account is authentic and it holds a great ability to help you feel like you're standing right there next to her while she's working on her furniture or her latest project. She just opened up her own storefront, so she's included a great amount of content, including that aspect of her business as well. I highly recommend following her Instagram and being part of her journey. She's a really fun gal that I think everyone will find entertaining and informative. Thanks, Bree and Accolades Nikki. One of our newer contests continues. It's the Zebra Staging Contest with Jen and Amanda of the Vintage Sisters. All you have to do to enter is post your pieces with the hashtag ZebraStagingMay. Jen and Amanda, along with our three winners for April, to be announced soon, by the way, will review the hashtag the 1st of June and choose three winners. The winners will be chosen based on the effectiveness of the staging, and this covers the quality of the piece refinished, how the pieces are staged with a particular style of furniture presented, and last but not least, the quality of the photography. The three winners will receive a special framed award, zebra paintbrushes, and appear on a podcast to be interviewed by Jen and Amanda. Also, the three main winners will co-judge with Jen and Amanda for June's staging contest. The zebra review category theme for May is chairs. Our featured judge is Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture. If you have refinished or reupholstered a chair from January 1st through May 31st of 2023, simply use the hashtag ZebraChairs. Jen will pick her five favorites, then the remaining three judges, Katie was salvaged by Kay Scott, Katie Cloud with Katie and Company and Home, and Lauren with Portland Road Living will vote out of Jen's selections to choose the three winners. This month's prize sponsors are Melange Paints, D. Lawless Hardware, Surf Prep Sanding, and Zebra Painting. The three winners will appear on the podcast and be interviewed by Jen. Thanks for joining us each week. We are grateful for each of you. All links to artists will be in this week's show notes. We can't tell you how encouraged we are when we hear from you or when we read your reviews on one of the podcast directories. Speaking of podcast directory reviews, would you consider leaving one on your favorite directory if you haven't already? This helps tremendously in our ability to reach more people as well. It is a big boost to our ranking. As a thank you for leaving a review, we would like to send you a small gift. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me, laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Put podcast review in the subject heading and include your full name and mailing address. Okay, that's it for this week. Until next time, friends, happy painting. <laughs>